Hello, let's do this. It's another week and it's another episode of the Millennial Hour, the show where we talk about current events, pop culture, music, and ourselves. My name is Judson Brown, and joining me once again is my beautiful, talented, and bespectacled co-host, <laughs> as of 20 minutes ago, Colleen Karazic. You say that word, and I think of glitter. Glitter? Why, why I, have, glitter? I have no idea. You know, All right. word association kind Full, of thing. I get that. But while we're on the subject, brutal honesty, how many things are said by people throughout the day that remind you of glitter? <laughs> Better question. I can rationalize why I need sparkles and glitter throughout the day constantly. That makes sense. And like why if you that? open my browsers right now, like, yeah. This is glitter. It, it would, there would be a lot of, you know, sparkly items that I may or may not be able to afford. At the moment. <laughs> well, you know, that's the... That's I'm window the, shopping. The joy of sparkles. Everything should have sparkles on them, I, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> I do enjoy sparkles. Like, it reminds me of a pirate's chest full of gold and r- rubies just spilling out over the chest. They never like have a big a enough chest. Glistening, See, shiny... I always, I always just think about, like, oh, I can sell that for a lot of money. Cause <laughs> I got money nice. on my mind. I can never get enough. Mm-hmm. All I do is win. Mm-hmm. That was a DJ Khaled song. Mm-hmm. Although T-Pain sung the hook. Mm-hmm. So speaking of... <laughs> um, wow. So speaking of, uh, you know, music stuff, things, a, oh yeah, we were, during a false start of this episode, we were talking about how you like to see. I do like to and see. And that's why you're wearing glasses currently. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for about, since I was seven, so oh, over 25 years now. Ew. It's about time you join the club. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So uh, we're trying new things. And that's kind of the subject of today's episode. It's a second part, continuation in our series of I kind of play you something from my life's playlist. You play me something from your life's playlist. We listen to it. We listen to about, I don't know, a minute or so of it in real time. It's a and sampler platter. Yeah, and then we discuss just whatever comes to your mind, sort of like the word association. There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of parallel themes going on. There's mm-hmm. like the two stories. There's the overarching story and there's the inner story and they all relate. Mm-hmm. It's like an episode of a good 90s TV series. Hey, so oops. <laughs> That's there. Oh, we're <laughs> danger. For those danger. of you for those of you at home listening on WORDDB or on our podcast app, or on the uh, what's oh, what's the app that we got? The Nobex app, right? Nobex app. Nobex. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening on Nobex, if you're listening on SoundCloud, if you're listening on digital radio on your PC or your Mac, whatever you have, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose what I was getting at is Colleen <laughs> just smacked into her windscreen for a microphone. Well, I'm in a different chair. I can't handle change very well. I don't know my boundaries. I don't know where my arms are going. It's very, it's a very difficult life that I lead. Hey, so when you go to see an artist live, I don't know why I just thought of this. I was staring at the neck of one of your 18 million guitars over there. I only got like 10 guitars on this wall. <sighs> Whatever. 10, 15 uh, No, give me a break. Yeah. I'll count them. You, 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 <laughs> I you can talk, build I'll a count. fort with these cases. It'd be a, a rather large fort. So question being, when you go to see a... I only got 14, like hello? three of them mandolins. I, I wasn't talking. Don't worry. There you were, but I, I needed a count. <laughs> one of them's a bass, one of them's an ukulele, there's two mandolins and an electric violin. Okay, back to me. 
We're, the <laughs> other finish, ten are Let me guitars. finish my sentence. You bum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we were talking about guitars. I got excited. Anyway. Great. So when you go to see an artist live, do you expect talking and chit chat and commentary or do you expect music only? I, you know, that's weird because I've done both. I used to go when I was a kid, I used to see a lot of acoustic artists at the Woodstock Opera House. And I always assumed that half the show would be them talking and sharing stories. And then when I got older and I got into bands like Dream Theater which is my favorite band for a very long time. And even today, if somebody had to ask me what my favorite band was, I'd still probably have to say Dream Theater because they were the last band I listened to. And then now I just listen to solo artists and they're not really a band. So, And I still love me some John Petrucci guitar solos. So I have to say that. But yeah, they don't talk at all. They just... Really? Yeah, the James LeBray, like, after the second song or something, will welcome everyone to the show and say, let's get on with the music. And that's what they do. And then Mike Port and I would come out at the end and thank everyone for coming out to the show. Hmm. That was it. Interesting. Well, when we when, saw Mumford, they, there was yeah. very little. And Marcus came out at the end and said, we're Mumford and Sons, thank you so much. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> that was it. Very a pop act. Well, ish. Very little in between, you know, songs. Um Adele talked a ton, and she even said the night she was going to cut it down from the night before, which I guess she spoke for a very, very long time. She said she stretched the concert out to like going on three hours or something because she just kept yakking <laughs> the entire See, time. That, that is weird, actually. Yeah. Well, it's but then you feel you leave feeling like you've met her or you know her yeah, or no. she's your friend or you know something like that, which is important. Especially if you're if you're a solo artist and trying to create this, people can't watch how you are interacting with your band on stage necessarily, and they can't watch the I don't know camaraderie or the connection or the communication, and you know as if like um you know when we saw Mumford or any other band, you kind of get to see <clears throat> how they're doing, and then I right. I go in, in see their Adele with the band, but yeah, and I see Ed Sheeran, and it's like okay, well. You need to, I don't know, walk away, I guess, with a more personal experience as opposed to just hearing the same songs that you listen to, you know, all day on your on your mm. phone or whatever. But I don't it know. It doesn't make sense. I think it largely has to do with what type of personality the, the, the artist has. Mm-hmm. Like I think some people, them talking more probably builds on the myth and makes you like them more. Like mm-hmm. Adele would be one of those people. But then there's others where... Probably you have an idea of who they are, and they dress a certain way, and they interact a certain way when they're playing, but maybe if they talked more, you'd lose a little bit of the mystique. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I feel that would be, like, if people came and see us, the, the less I talk to them, the better sometimes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. It depends on, it, it depends on the day, though, because if my head's in the show, I think it helps, but... If there's a lot of technical issues going on, yeah, I probably don't want to talk to the audience mm-hmm. because then they'll just be like, "Oh, he's an angry, angry young man up there. <laughs> Why is he so angry?" Yes, it's like because yes. his pedal board's not working. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that's the way he goes. Mm, but I'm sure Ed Sheeran and Adele have guys for that. So, <laughs> e, most definitely. Well, then we saw Luke Bryan. He had to talk to us for a while when they couldn't get his piano working correctly. Yeah, but he's another one. You just, you know. The frontman syndrome. 
I guess. But like with him, whether he talks or whether he doesn't talk, you know exactly who Luke Bryan is mm-hmm. or, or who he's trying to be. Maybe he's totally different in real life, but I'm assuming that's... It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it seems like he lives... From what we see. Yeah. He's not even trying to be bro country. That's just just what comes out when he opens his face. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good for him because what he who he is 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 this is the genre, right? That right. is who he is. Like if if I tried to be him, it would be a lie. But he is him. <laughs> there you go. I guess that's why Luke Bryan's Luke Bryan, and I'm Judson Brown. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to music. Let's sounds listen good. to my music. That sounds great. So what are we starting off with? We are starting off with Bon Iver. Right. The bend. So. A new genre, um, not new, but you know, a name that you don't hear very often, folktronica. Okay. So if you want to throw it into rock, fine. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff comes under rock now, none of which sounds like rock yeah. per se, but. Indi- the indie folk, uh, folktronica, chamber pop. Okay, so um, new music. Yeah, well. Uh, what's the instrumentation? Ish, just to give me a oh, little geez. elevator pitch. Well, they he changed it uh, for the live shows. I mean, you'll get when you listen to the song, you'll get an idea of what's going on. But um, it used to be, and by the by, this is a uh, another band that's been around for a decade. Uh, the lead guy is uh, from Wisconsin. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I would have thought Sweden or something. But. No, I know, I know. Um, and this is B O N I V E R. For anyone who's Which interested, I believe I've read that, but I didn't know Believer. how to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, so they used to do their live shows with a uh, more uh, typical band, I guess. Uh, you know, a guy doing like drums and vocals, piano. They have uh, a couple guitars, a violin. Uh, you know, multiple vocals going on at once. And a long time ago, they used to try to get the audience involved. Uh, so this is, I mean, and now they have expanded. They have a huge horn section with them. They have, uh, you can actually find some of the iTunes live performances. They have those CDs uh, available. So it's a big old circus whatever. band with a bunch of people Yeah, and you can, you can hear what he does with um, the full things. But then he can do things. He doesn't want to just be like a boring dude with a guitar. A dude with an He's acoustic guitar. Yeah, I yeah. hate those guys. <laughs> You're funny. Um, yeah, it, it layers upon layers upon layers. So okay. he, they did really well. Their first album was independently released, and then fast forward by like five years, and they are voted. You know, they win the uh, best new artist. So it's, isn't that great? Overnight sensation that yeah, been quote unquote, tr- working right. their butts off for ten years, right? And so these guys, the first album did really well in um, in the UK. Which I can kind of, you can, I don't know, I don't want to generalize, but you can kind of feel why. So I want to listen to uh, a track off of their second album. This is the band that uh, released the song Skinny Love. Uh, A lot of people know soundtracks and and whatnot, if you And today we're listening to Holocene, right? Holocene, yes. From their second second album. Second album. And here we go with Holocene by Bonivere.
band mood music if if you want to you know not really <laughs> get into the poetry of it well it sounds like i mean for for me like they could easily be in the soundtrack to a tv series or something like mm-hmm. that like they're almost i don't want to say they're writing songs like and then this could be at the end of an episode of the walking dead or this could be at the end of an episode of house or Right. Or when wow, I just dated myself there by using house as my only. No, I think they reference. used some on uh, the series uh, Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Well, Once that's even time, older. I think I, I think they had a couple in there. Um, okay. It yeah. seems like a lot of indie rock. That's what their idea is, though. You know, because it's not like they're gonna end an episode of Chuck with a Luke Bryan song. Yeah, but they've. I mean, they've. This band has done Lollapalooza. They've, they've done. They've done a ton of stuff, and it's very. I feel like they're very underrated. Underappreciated, I, you know, winning artist of the year should be your new best seems, new artist. That seems should pretty, be. <laughs> seems Again, pretty appreciative. I mean, we right. came out with a record this year. We didn't win best new artist. No, fast forward five years and yeah, see like what see artist. what happens. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, great. Yeah, We've but, been doing but, this for fifteen years. But it's nice to see someone who's not just a product of a a company or of a production company like okay no this was from the ground ground up this was an independently released album right. this has gone places yeah that so they like, started it, at it square is, one just like so many people do it is uh they're doing something new at least or mm-hmm. something different i'm trying to just sound like yeah so they have three albums sean mendez ripoff or something give like it a that. chance some are more poppy than others some are this the one we listen to is very Gentle, low-key. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. More to that side. But All right, what do you have? All right. Well, I'm going to go the complete opposite. I had mentioned Dream Theater earlier, Mm -hmm. and you knew this was coming eventually. Yes, I did. We're going to listen to Home. (laughs) This one is off of their uh, 1999 album, Metropolis Part 2, Scenes from a Memory, and this song is 12 minutes long. Thank you, people. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom to make a sandwich. Why do you make a sandwich in the bathroom? I, I'm, no, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Then I'm going to come out of the bathroom. <laughs> then I'm going to make a sandwich. Then I'm going to go drink an entire case of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yes. If I was a radio DJ in the '70s, I'd be going up to the roof to get high, probably. I could come back. <laughs> the song would still be going on. We might have to cut some of this out. 
this band became popular, everything would be Paradise by the Dashboard Light. The, this song only gained uh, popularity because it was so long the DJs would use it to do their bathroom breaks, and that's why Meatloaf has a career. Supposedly. I wasn't there. like music that takes you back. For me, this is music that takes me back. Not crazy about that snare mix, though. listen to the rest later <laughs> i will all right so what'd you think it's different you're hearing opinions on something no, you've heard for the first time watching how excited you get okay all right <laughs> you can't even say it without being like 
all smiley and excited. Because this is like I, I've heard very, you talk about. I have very few. Um, I have very few like recordings. Like you'll listen to Bush or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was popular on the radio in the nineties, and it brings you right back. And it's like a comfort thing from your childhood. I have very few recordings like that because I didn't really listen to pop music. I didn't, never liked it. And, uh, you know, I listened to stuff I was doing in band and like the parent records my parents were playing and stuff like that. But this is like one of the first bands. And I was it was way late. I was I was already a teenager or a late teenager and like 19 or something. And it was one of the first times I really found something that was mine that I liked. And I listen to that over and over again. So that recording takes me right back. Yeah, I've heard uh, you mentioned them. I I don't know how many times <laughs> over the years. And now, it's weird. Just... I don't listen to Dream Theater anymore. But like, Constantly. I mean, I bought the Astonishing, their new album, um, and it, it's good too. But it'll never have the same effect on me as the stuff that when I first discovered them when I was eighteen, nineteen. That was a different, wholly different experience. And I really, uh, yeah, I guess it was 18 when I started listening to Dream Theater, which is way too late, but you can see why I like it. There's lots of guitar solos, barely, Mm -hmm. it takes three minutes for you to even get to the vocals of a song and just, they got keyboards, drums, everything's as hard as it can possibly be. That song was in drop D, which if you play guitar, you know, that's just an awesome tuning for crunchy riffs. (laughs) Nice. And, uh. So anyway, that's what it is. It's not something you'd listen to, though, voluntarily, <laughs> right? Maybe. I don't know. They're very good. I think I'd want to explore and see, uh, you know, if well, they're all like that. They're not all like that. If you don't like that, I can point you towards maybe 10 or 15 other spotlight I'm songs sure. that will <laughs> totally get you into them. Yeah. Maybe you'd like the song Solitary Shell. Maybe we'll we'll work on that uh, next week. Because you, you seem like a... Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence Girl rather than a Scenes from Memory Girl. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. We, we, we'll find... <laughs> I will find one that you enjoy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you want to squeeze another one in here? Yeah, let's do um, it. You get one, because my song was 12 minutes long. My turn. All right, I'm going to go uh, with the Japanese band, Mono. Oh. I was even doing some drum roll music, but... Oh, well, it was a really, it was really slow, more of a baseline. slow drum roll. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so to formed in 1999 in Tokyo. Same year Metropolis came out. They're a post-rock band. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. Let's see. Uh, electric guitar, glockenspiel, bass, drum kit, synthesizer. Right. So like a rock band, <laughs> but the funny thing is, with I think a Glockenspiel added. I think everyone is credited in the band with Glockenspiel, and they've put out nine albums. So we are going to listen to a track off of a "Hymn to the Immortal Wind," right? Mm-hmm. All right. This is called "Follow the Map." <laughs> this also sounds like a soundtrack.
Glock. I talk over my song. I talked over mine. So for the sake of time, I will say, so you can hear how they have, you know, are influenced by minimalism, which we we talked about, I don't know, was that last week only? Last week. Jeez. Yeah. So they draw a lot from different classical periods, uh, experimental rock as well, and the genre of shoegazing. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, that's... The term shoegazing was, uh, came from bands that use a lot of effects. Originally, when it was just uh, guitar, bass, and drums, the shoegazer bands were the guys that had all of the delay pedals and the chorus pedals and the funny little pedals that made your guitar sound like a string section. Yeah. And they'd always be looking at their feet because they're switching with their pedal board, so they're called shoegazer bands. So that kind of term... <laughs> was and the it like the music. late late 80s in the UK, right? Uh, well, yeah, that's when it started with the boom Technically. Of, boom of multi-effects units. Right. And I suppose now the type of music they played has become its, gen- its own genre. And it doesn't seem like these people would be gazing at their shoes because there's not a lot of guitar. But, but their live performances, because you're building layers, you're building intensity, they get to play musically and with dynamics and you know it's it's a completely well it's not a it's it's a different kind of show exactly (laughs) yeah exactly well you go like what i was realizing when i was bringing this recording up is that a lot of what we're doing are we're talking about bands that had a sound and it's not necessarily the single you go to their show to hear their sound and these are their compositions yeah And they're making a statement and painting colors and stuff. Right, but this is still all encompassed within rock. Just well, to for sure, be clear. for sure. Yes. And sort of, sort of like um, an interesting thing about this, listening to this, is a lot of these qualities of the music that we've been listening to, your songs in particular, and even like my choice with Dream Theater, mm-hmm. it had the same thing with a large build and a vibe and... Finally, the singer started singing. Do they have vocals? No vocals. All instrumental. Cool. But a lot of this is the qualities of music that got me into being a musician. Not what I do now, which is, you know, play pop songs, which I love that too. But a lot of what originally drew me towards the electric guitar and and playing and starting a band was this stuff. Getting a cool vibe and a cool cool thing that people would want to check out. Right. It's art. It is. It's art. And it's so hard. And like finding how difficult it would be to, how difficult it was for me to be able to do anything like that and make it pay or even find an audience, even if they were, you know, coming to see you for free, um, gives me all the more respect for the artists who have managed to make a career of doing that. Mm. Even though they're not super famous they're making enough money to live. Right. So all three of these bands from today, you know, Bon Iver and Dream Theater and Mono, they've all been around for like, a substantial amount of time now. Yeah. Well, Dream Theater's <laughs> been around still, for 35 years well, now. Yeah, that's a, no, but I mean, these guys, category. 10, 15 years mm-hmm. for uh, Bon Iver and... That's a good... Seven... Uh, well, 
if they if these guys if Mono formed in 1999, mm. then they're 18 years old now. So getting up there. Which is <laughs> well, I mean that's fantastic and good for them that they are doing that. They are mm-hmm. making money. They do have careers, yep. even though they're not playing. Pop and music. these are you know world spread careers worldwide. That's a word. <laughs> well, they're international touring acts. So, with that, this has been another episode of the Millennial Hour. My name is Judson Brown. Joining me, Colleen Karazic. And hopefully we turned on some new music today. See you next week. <laughs>